Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Sports Rap Podcast. Today's episode, or this week's episode, we will unfortunately, untimely, pay homage to one Kobe Bryant. So sit back, buckle up, enjoy the ride. And the way that we are going to talk, Cindy Bynum, nurse. Thanks for tuning in. The way we are going to go about this today, from our perspective, is we're going to... First, I'm going to tell you what the Sixers' uh, comment was, and then we're going to just go through Kobe's career, his history, Mm -hmm. and the points that had an effect on us. Cisco, what's happening? The points in his career and throughout his life, on and off the court, that had some type of influence or impact on us. Mm-hmm. So, first, the statement from Philadelphia 76ers, um, and I quote, Brian, uh, one of the most decorated players in NBA history and a global ambassador for the game, made an everlasting mark on our league. His determination, passion to win, and fierce competitiveness fueled the Los Angeles Lakers to five NBA championships and inspired millions of people around him. Now, just to chime in, I am a Kobe fan, mm-hmm. but I really did not like Kobe in 2001. Of course. I just had to we say Sixers that. Fans. I'm a Sixers fan, fans. but I had, just didn't like you then. But Bryant's journey to icon status in the world of, world of basketball included deep ties to the Philadelphia region, where he starred at Lower Marion High School from 1992 to 96. As he honed his craft in Philadelphia, he established a reputation as a player with a once in a life with once in a lifetime poise, grit, heart, and unwavering love of the game. While his imprint on the game of basketball will be etched in history books forever, Bryant will also be remembered for his love of his family, commitment to community through his philanthropic work, and for being an innovative leader in business. The 76ers organization sends its sincerest condolences to Vanessa Bryant and the Bryant family during this incredible, incredibly difficult time. We also send our condolences to Jeannie Buss, the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Lakers organization, and Kobe Bryant, Bryant fans everywhere. Willem Carwell, what's going on, Froggy? Shy, what's happening, homie? Stay tuned in. Listen, y'all tuned in. Y'all can type in comments, man, if y'all want. If y'all got anything y'all want to say about Kobe as we proceed on through this. So, just to tip the iceberg, 20-year career, 18 All-Star appearances. Hmm. You know, it's really, really deep. Um, I also, Kobe was 41 in his passing. And I had another thing where I I think I sent it to you. The comparison, oh, yeah, that's the one where you pick it because yeah. I forgot to send the picture the first time I sent it. Yeah. Um, the comparison of Kobe, LeBron, and MJ at 35. Mm-hmm. So Kobe Bryant died past the age of 41. So I'm just going to go through his stats at the age of 35. Uh, at the age of 35, he was at five rings, two finals MVPs, one league MVP, and four All-Star MVPs. At that point in his career, he was at 25.5 points a game, 
Uh, career points, 31,617. 65 plus 100 rebounds. 58 plus 100 assists. 1,800, a little bit more. 1,800 and some change steals. 619 blocks. Overall field goal percentage of 45%. With 1,239 games played and a whopping salary of $249 million, mm-hmm. which is amazing. For hold, hold that real quick, D, because I know you're going down a lot of his stats. So remember, 96 draft. Mm-hmm. Came in as a 17-year-old kid. Absolutely. And I'm going to give you 15 play. I'll just run them real quick. I'll. Here are the guys that went before uh, uh, Kobe Bryant. Allen Iverson, Marcus Camby, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, Stephon Marbury, Ray Allen, Antoine Walker, Lorenzen White, Kerry Kittles, Samaki Walker, Eric Dampier, Ty Fuller, uh, Vitaly uh, Potapenko, Kobe Bryant, then uh, uh, Pedro Stojakovic, Steve Nash, Tony Delt, Jermaine O'Neal, John Wallace, Walter McCarty, uh, <laughs> Ilgaskis, Dante mm-hmm. Jones, Roy Rogers, Derek Fisher, uh, Martin Slett, who was over in uh, Lithuania, mm-hmm. Jerome Williams, Brian Evans, like Travis Knight, Othello Harrington. Mm-hmm. These were all first round picks. Mm-hmm. There are Hall of Famers in yeah, this 96 draft. Yeah. But it's maybe about a handful. It's it's a handful. Allen Iverson would be one. Mm-hmm. Ray Allen. Uh, Ray Allen would be the other. Kobe, of course. Kobe, of course. Steve Nash. Steve Nash, yeah. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Out yeah. of that Just crew. about a handful. Derry Fisher, nah. Uh, no. Nah. Ilgaskis. Maybe. Maybe because of international. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And mm-hmm. so, 1996... I came out of high school in 93, and I remember LaSalle University, shout out to my man Alf, uh, uh, he was he graduated high school with me a year before me, mm-hmm. went to LaSalle, was there, seen Kobe as a kid, his pop used to be up at LaSalle, uh, Joe Bryant used to be up at LaSalle, and I remember going up there on a Christmas tournament. It was a high school game, George Washington High School, Kev, Hart. Kev was the point guard. You know, Kev only like five foot. Mm-hmm. And Lil' Marion was their first opponent. Mm-hmm. Now, Kobe and Kev are the same age. They came out of high school the same year. And th- and this is something that y'all y'all uh, a lot of y'all don't know know this, so y'all kind of like catching it for the first time. Like Kobe Bryant and Kevin Hart knew each other, or had contact with each other way before starting. It was in that tournament, and I remember clearly like seeing this kid, and I'm like, yo, this young boy can ball. Mm-hmm. Now, you're a Philly guy, you already know. Oh, man, he ain't in the burbs. He ain't playing nobody. Right. He ain't playing nobody. Everybody know, where the, everybody know where all the talent at. All the talent in the pub. 
So he out there giving people 30 in high school. He ain't playing nobody. Well, well so you thought. Huh? This young boy turned right around. They won that Good tournament. Good looking, Shy. Yeah, they won that tournament. Low, I talked to Low too. Low, what's up, homeboy? <laughs> they 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 won the tournament. And then that year, that same summer, they had a pro am. Mm-hmm. They had a pro am, like a like a pro am league. Right. Up in the south. Guess who's playing in the pro am? Mr. Dean. He up there giving these dudes gas. These NBA dudes. Mm-hmm. He giving them gas. You know what I mean? And to see this yeah. dude turn into a, a stone cold pro and think about how this dude was 17 and two all-stars were removed from that team within a year and a half to make room for this kid mm-hmm. at 17. Mm-hmm. He is the first guard to ever get drafted out of high school. Everybody else was big men. Big men, yep. You know what I mean? This dude was something special, man. Yeah. He was special. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and just to, touch, to piggyback and touch on what you just said about his playing ability, um, his maturity in his game at such a young age. Earlier today, I heard Mark Jackson make reference to that, that same situation where they're playing. He's playing against Kobe, and he's like, yo, this is a kid. Like, I should be able to, like, kind of like as Shaq would say, barbecue chicken is doing. Mm-hmm. But he said, I noticed, and this guy had moves that were – amazingly unnatural for the average 17-year-old basketball mm-hmm. player, 17-year-old mm-hmm. kid. And, you know, to come straight out of high school and to be an all-star, like you said, within a season and a half of being in the league is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing because, you know, we talk all the time about how that transition is for first year, you know, as they have it now. It was one, one and done dudes Coming in, now you got to play against grown men. Mm-hmm. Night in, night out. You know, Longer schedule, tougher schedule against grown men playing for their livelihood. Let's see how you handle it. But in all respects, Kobe was brought up on basketball. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, the thing that I love about him and his game was the fact that he was fundamentally sound, which is something that is a lost art. Mark Ricci, my brother, what's going on? Which is a lost art, I think, now for a lot of our kids in this country, in the Mm -hmm. United States, where a lot of these guys now are becoming one-trick ponies. Right. They're either athletic or they can shoot the three or they can just jump high and dunk. So, like I say, one-trick ponies. Kobe was complete because he had the international game and he also had the mm-hmm. fundamental or the athleticism to do the things that he did. What's going on, Frank? Yeah, yeah Mark, it really does not seem real. And I don't think it's going to sink in to, for a lot of people for a long time. And, you know, for him to be able to adjust the way that he did. I mean, and I heard Jerry Colangelo say in an interview, a pre-draft interview when Colangelo was with the Suns and they were thinking about drafting possibly drafting Kobe he said you know he asked him you know one thing and he said Kobe told him you know he said well I'm going to need you to distribute and you know do other things I'm not going to need you to score right away and he said at a young such a young age no blinking no hesitation he said I'll do whatever you need me to do Mm -hmm. and he said I could feel that he meant that when he said it 
Um, I, I have to give kudos to Kobe on his style of play and his game in general. He learned from everybody that he played against. So the guys that he looked up to before he got into the league, he made it a point to get close to them right. and learn some things from them. Um, one of the things I like that he said about his career and about being in the NBA and being great, he said, there are sacrifices. Yeah. He said, you know, there are times when you're going to want to hang out with your friends. You're going to want to be with your family. But if this is something that you want, you've got to give everything to it in order to get what you want out of it. So there's going to be times when you're not going to be with your family. Right. You're not going to be able to hang out with your friends. If you want it, he said, and that's the only way you're going to get what you want out of it. You have to have the commitment and you have to make the sacrifices. Mm -hmm. So for Kobe, more stats. He's the only player in NBA history to lead his position in all of the following categories. Points, assists, rebounds, all-star selections, all-NBA selections, and all defense selections. Says a lot. Dana, what's going on? Says a lot at his position. Says a lot in general. Because one of my defining moments of Kobe is the picture from the All-Star game. And after the fact, we find out from Kobe, we found out from Kobe what that discussion, what that conversation was about, where he was asking MJ about that baseline, lean in, turn away jump shot. Mm -hmm. I have that picture at my house Oh yeah, yeah. right now. But them leaned over. I think somebody was shooting a free throw, and they were standing like a half court. And they're both leaned over, you know, as we do as basketball mm -hmm. players, holding their knees. But they're, converse, they're having a conversation. And like I said, later on down the line, we found out what that conversation was about. So that was one defining moment um, for me uh, for uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, folks, chiming in, Mark Ricci said he's been listening to the radio all day and watching the ESPN. He said what stands out the most is the off-court impact he had on so so many. No doubt, Mark, we were going to we are definitely going to talk about that and. You know, it's amazing where, I was talking to Hope earlier, and I said to her, you know, as I'm listening to stuff all day, I found out, and I was doing some research as well, I found out a lot more stuff about um, Kobe than I knew him as a person. Like, I knew what type of person he was, uh, but I didn't know until today that he, for lack of a better word, secretly, was in this area a lot, a lot. during the off-season, mm -hmm. things of that nature. You know, it's been reported that he would pop up at high school basketball games, high school football games, Murph, what's going on, mm -hmm. and just be there as a fan in the community. Um, consistently gives back to Lower Marion, had the gym named after him uh, down there at Lower Marion. But just the knowledge that he brought using basketball as the vehicle. Mm -hmm. Jackie Bridges, Big T, what's going on? And if you don't understand what I mean when I say like using basketball as the vehicle, he wrote children's books. Mm -hmm. um, the man won an Emmy for his own animated 
documentary, Dear Basketball. But the things that he did outside, like I, he was just here earlier, before the end of before the end of 2019, he was in Philly at a charter school talking to some kids, you know, and, and he's a perfect example of what we talk about all the time when we talk about our kids that we coached mm-hmm. and the things that we need them to think about. You don't always have to make the NBA and be a player on the roster. You have to use basketball for whatever you can use it for. Your purpose. It's your purpose. Right. Thank you. For your purpose. And it's a vehicle that can take you just about wherever you want to go. You know, that uh, dream of actually playing in the NBA may not come to fruition. But if you ever get the opportunity to meet someone, get to a Sixers game early or get to a, some type of pro game early, see everything that goes on. There's a plethora of ways you can still be around the game True. and have an impact on the game. And Kobe was one of those players that you saw it all the time. Um, like I said, he always sends shoes and gives back to Lower Marion. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime he had a speaking engagement, his speaking was sincere and from the heart and in the best interest of whatever audience he was speaking to, whether it was young kids, teenagers, or adults. Their best interest was always first and foremost, um, I believe. And his mentality... Like I said, a lot of people uh, in the past called it, dubbed it arrogant. I kind of say I'm okay with it because in the type of business that he was in, wanting to be as great as he was, Mm -hmm. he knew that he had to have, he had to be a little arrogant. Well, basketball... The sport itself comes with arrogance to a degree, but it also comes with an air of confidence. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you can't be on the court, which which y'all call swag now. Right. You got to have that swag. Well, swag is a form of arrogance. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. hot. It's it's a, it's self-esteem. Right. You know what I mean? I can tell when a kid. Right has no confidence on a basketball court because mm-hmm. his body language tells him he's yeah. nervous. Yeah, he, he's, you're going to see. He's unsure. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for a person that, that's putting work in, mm-hmm. they want it to materialize when they step on that floor by any right. means necessary. And that's the confidence Absolutely. part. Now, there are, there are a lot of confident players oh, that yeah. are on the court. Yeah. But, again... Players that have that other thing always find a way to separate themselves. Absolutely. And when you separate yourself, you go into a different yep. bracket of players. And that's where they start talking about you being special. And that's and that's when you're special. Mm-hmm. And we explain what makes a player. Everybody that's in the NBA at one time was a special player on some level. Yeah. From the high Absolutely. school level to the collegiate level, even getting to the NBA. That's special. That's why it's a mm-hmm. lottery. Right. That's why only 64 of y'all going to get there every year. Mm-hmm. And there's there's an exit sign, too, because it's making room for the next crowd. Right. 
You right. know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, what makes you special as a player mm -hmm. is a player's ability to do things on the court so easy, so effortless, effortlessly mm -hmm. that you think you can do it. Right. They do it so easy that you watch you're like, man, they ain't no ain't nobody playing defense out there. I could be out there doing that. No, it's not that it's easy. Mm -hmm. It's this confidence that this 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 confidence that he brings to the court. Absolutely. Nobody else has it. Right. And he's right. making it look easy. Kawhi Leonard made it look easy last year. Yeah, he did. There was just fluid. He was right. just fluent with it. Right. And that's what made it special. That's what mm -hmm. made players special. So and and amongst all these special players, that's what separates superstars from stars and stars from all stars, all stars from right. average guys. Right. And amongst all these people, he was beyond them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You don't get up mm -hmm. in the top five of scoring. Right. By just hanging around. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Just, <laughs> it don't work yeah. like that. Just you know, just just so just to piggyback on what you just said again. And all this is coming back to me. It's stuff that I've been listening to and I've heard hey, pretty much all day. Uh, they talk. I heard Larry Brown t talk about Kobe. And one of the things that Larry Brown said, and this is just piggybacking off what you said, Baldy, about things that make people special mm -hmm. um, and, and what you do to make yourself special. And Larry Brown made reference to that year, 2001, when Kobe and them came back and beat us. In the finals. And he said, you know, I would normally have scouting reports. And before the game, I would go to certain players and say, how are you going to defend this dude? And how are you going to do this and whatever? You know, he said, it would go to Eric Snow and it would be how I'm going to defend Derek Fisher. You know, Allen, how am I going to defend so-and-so? Mm -hmm. He said, Aaron McKee's like whoever. He said, but when you got to Kobe, it was more or less, I hope he doesn't kill us. <laughs> um I hope he has one of those nights where the basket looks like a thimble yeah. and not a bathtub. Yeah. End quote. Yeah. You know, and, and if you don't understand that, what that means is like Baldy just said, he put in the work and he made himself that level where it was tough to have a scouting report on him. It was just, oh man, I hope, hey, Mike Rudder, how you doing, my friend? I just hope that he doesn't have one of those nights yeah. when he kills us. Uh, one of the other, just to piggyback that too, another point of reference for me, for Kobe, which had me liking him um, individually and as a basketball player, every year, a la MJ. And mm -hmm. like I said, he learned, made it a point to learn from the people that he watched, ended up playing against, right. and things of that nature, progressing on with his career. He brought something new back to his yeah. game every yeah. season. Yeah. Um, another thing I like, and Jerry Colangelo made reference to this earlier today on the radio as well, normally you don't have your star from a coaching standpoint or whatever, you don't have your star guarding the best player mm -hmm. on the other team. Mm -hmm. Michelle, what's going on? Um, but player like Kobe, and this is another thing that we say makes him special, he won it that challenge of guarding the best team's player, the other mm -hmm. team's best player, night in, night out. When your star does that, you have no choice but to follow. Uh, Jerry Colangelo made reference to 
the Beijing Olympics, mm-hmm. where the first practice they're playing in the first scrimmage, ball goes awry. Kobe's diving on the yeah. floor. Yeah. He's the elder statesman at this point. He's diving on the floor, setting the tone, setting an example, setting everybody follow. He's in the weight room 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. And next thing you know, you see Melo and you see LeBron and all these guys are now following. So they knew yeah, just yeah. like he yes. knew. They, you they, know, those are the things that make you special. Take, take, take just being a... Uh, just being a ball player, being a kid, and and it's crazy because you just you had spoke about him doing that animation, mm-hmm. and um and I watched that I watched that joint like four times before when it first came out, and no lie, man, like I can remember being a kid, man, like having I still got pictures of me with a basketball when I was about four or five, man, mm-hmm. and I remember just like. Laying in the bed with the basketball, sleeping on the basketball as my mm-hmm. pillow, like, and my mom used to just black out, get that dirty basketball out of that bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Taking it back to where we used to get a hanger, absolutely, get a sock on the end of the hanger, mm-hmm. close it on the door. Yep. Your mom went, she went and bought a bag of onions, the little red onion you bag. Got, you cut, cut the bag so you had a net. Turned that into a absolutely. Net. You turned the socks into a basketball. basketball. You mm-hmm. couldn't. You could only do this three times. Right. Then you had to pass it or shoot it. Mm-hmm. Like we created, we yeah. created basketball. We loved it mm-hmm. to the point where, dog man, if it's a blizzard outside, we bringing the shovel. You shoveling, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. we love the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's funny that you bring that up. So there's going to be a heavy percentage of. People that saw actually saw Kobe play throughout his career that can understand and get along with what we're saying. Then there's going to be another percentage that saw the tail end mm-hmm. of Kobe's career and are not going to truly understand and respect the greatness. Yeah. And like you said with us, you watch that documentary, it brings back. It, it take you back. And, and that's exactly right. And I'm sure if we got some people that are on here with us that would chime in and agree with us, absolutely is what we did. Listen, that's what it we goes did. From the I mean it got to the point it got to the point it got to the point where if you had a if you lived in a house where you was in a room and you had the door that went into another room, oh, yeah. you had a full you had court. Full court. You in your room. Court. It might have been five <laughs> steps. You but you had a full court. court. Like, yo, you, and, you come back And listen, <laughs> if the bed was in the middle, the bed was half court. It was, dog. And like, yeah, bringing all yeah. that back in that documentary. Yeah, man. And he covered so much yeah. where now when you look at that, if you go back and look at that now and then you think about today's game, and it's no knock on today's mm. NBA, today's players or whatever, but it's not the same developing love. It's, it's I not, can't say it's still love, but yeah. it's not the same developing love that yeah. we had. The coin coming up, the you coin has taken the guys, place kids now money, are, man. and I'm using this word loosely, spoiled. Yeah. Well, you also because hear like, you, like you just said, when it was a certain amount of snow, we wanted to play. We took shovels yeah, with we us and shovel. Mm-hmm. Wasn't no, no, I ain't going outside. We got to wait for the gym to open. Wasn't no gloves either. If it snowed in a blizzard, the gym ain't opening. It ain't open. 
So, so how you, you either, gonna play? You either getting outside and shoveling and playing, or you just not playing. Yo, everybody got a shovel at yeah. their house. Yeah, we shovel. Begging your mom. Once we shovel out front, can yeah. we go to the park? Look, we even went to the point. Look, we gonna shovel a couple joints. Then we gonna go to the park. Then we gonna go because to the park. that's our that's our get out. Yep. We was shoveling snow. That's our get out. Yeah, you know. So we use that to go do things that we love. Mm-hmm. And guys like Kobe are guys that you look up to. Yeah. You know, those are the guys. Like Baldy said, that level superstar, star, all star, whatever. Those are the superstars and the guys that you want to look up to, and. You see it like I know everybody's been listening and watching everything, talking to all the NBA players and the coaches and everything. It's a plethora of guys that have broken down into tears because you can't hold it back. It, listen, and it, you yo, know, it's funny. And, and, and it's crazy because those are guys that were close to him. Like people outside of us, the fans and all that, have moments. But those guys, you moments gotta watch Tracy McGrady. Are interview. very very different. If anybody's watching, you gotta watch Tracy McGrady's interview. He actually, I've heard a lot of people talk about Kobe. Tracy McGrady's conversation about Kobe Bryant is probably the most in-depth conversation you'll probably get of any player. Because Tracy McGrady was literally lived it. he was there he was at their house when they were 15 mm-hmm. you gotta remember Tracy McGrady came out the very next year right he came he came he was the second Tracy McGrady was the second guard to ever come out of high school straight to the NBA Kobe being the first 1996 Kobe comes out 1997 T Mac comes out and if you get a chance, man, it's probably on YouTube. Just, just go, just listen to Kobe. I mean, listen to uh, T Mac talk about Kobe because it's real in depth about their relationship and their friendship. And nobody else had that type of relationship with Kobe. Mm-hmm. Even though when they, you know, Kobe, they he said they kind of like drifted apart in their friendship because right. Kobe was chasing chips. Mm-hmm. He was putting in his work, to, you know what I mean. And he right. said, and "I was over here trying to get these scoring titles because I knew we were we weren't going to win right. no chip in Orlando." Right. He said, "So you know, it was it's it's a real in depth conversation, probably about a ten minute conversation, mm-hmm. but it's real in depth, man. And it's he's giving you an in depth view of their connection. And one of the things that he said, and what it didn't spook me out, but." He said it in the context in the context of their age at the time. Okay. He said, "You know, I want to die young." Mm-hmm. Kobe said, "When I I want to die young, I want right. to die young. Have more. I just want to get more chips than Michael Jordan and die young. That's it." Mm-hmm. And you know, T Mac would say, "Yo, man, you kind of that's, that sounds kind of crazy, man. You know what I mean?" Right. He said, "But it was in the context of us being kids." Naturally, we know now that he lived for his family. Absolutely. You know, he once he had his kids and everything, he said, and yeah, you, we you, ended up right. being on a circuit of seeing our kids mm-hmm. play in youth basketball. Right. And his daughter calls yeah. him Uncle Mac. Mm-hmm. So he T Mac was always 
a connection right. to Kobe and always was around. It's, it's an in-depth interview, man. It's real personal. Right. And, you know, he kind of goes in and say, you know, I don't think nobody else is going to have this type of conversation because nobody was this close to him as I was. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of, it's kind of crazy, you know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, you'll hear more stories about the type of person he was, but you're hearing it at a time. Like we, right. this, this should, these stories are the stories that you normally hear when somebody goes to the Hall of Fame. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just sad that it, it ends up being this way. Mm -hmm. But the interview is in depth, man. You get a chance to watch it, man. Like you right. said, it was a lot of guys yeah. broke down, man. Broke down, man, yeah. You know, and naturally. Yeah. Yep. Naturally. They broke yeah. down. I mean, this. And, and that just, that just shows the impact that he had on yeah. these guys' personal lives. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone basketball, because basketball is what put them together. Yeah. But you see, and you with them, with their heartfelt comments and the way they reacted, and some of those guys broke down. You know that he had some type of major impact on their life in general. Yeah. Uh, I just saw something on my clicker. Um, there's a game tonight. The Pistons are rocking custom Kobe jerseys, so their players are being announced. With uh, Kobe's number um, and Bryant, either number eight or number 24, on the back of their jerseys. Luka Doncic is paying homage to everyone that was on that plane, the other families um, involved in that. I'm sorry, not playing that helicopter as well. So I've also read that uh, there's allegedly or there's reportedly being a petition mm -hmm. floated around, and a lot of the current NBA players are apparently on board where they want to get the logo changed yeah, to Kobe. I see that. Yo, uh, what's up, personally, I think that's a bit much. Uh, but what I mentioned to several couple people, um, what I think would be a great feat is either in January, the month that he passed, or his birthday month, if there are NBA games on the 8th, uh, a la MLB with the Jackie Robinson day, right. everybody wears number eight, mm -hmm. and or on the twenty fourth, if there are games, everybody wears twenty four. It's just my thoughts, you know, on paying homage. Um, Hope said that might be a bit much as well. She said she should suggested that either on the day that he passed or on his birthday, you do something, and I mean that's cool too. But I just said the simple fact that. He had two numbers retired, um, and Dallas Mavericks are retiring the number twenty-four. So no one in Dallas uh, will wear number twenty-four. I think that should be a to that should be Kobe. Um, I saw on social media that the Sixers, um, somebody proposed that the Sixers had rumors or rumor that they may do the same thing. Um, they would have to retire the number eight because of Bobby Jones. Right. Uh, but again, you know, it doesn't. I don't think it necessarily has to be a retirement of that number. Uh, as far as for as far as for the Sixers' sake, because of the two numbers he wore, you can't really give him twenty four because you already had that number retired. Um, like you said, have an acknowledgement banner, mm -hmm. and here in the Sixers or every other team outside of the Lakers can just have a banner with both numbers on it in recognition and I'm paying homage to Kobe Bryant. Um, the another moment for me 
which I thought was super, super special. Um, very different for this particular game than a lot of the other games for um, players, this particular game for players. And I'm speaking of his final game mm-hmm. where he scored 61, I think it was, 61, 60 mm-hmm. or 61 points in his final game. Unheard of for your retirement game. Um, usually in your final game, you're, for lack of a better phrase, you're basically going through the motions. Yeah. You are giving it's the over. fans... You're just the, doing farewell. Right. You're doing your farewell. You're giving the fans their moment to make whatever they want to make out of that moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you pretty much made their moment by stepping on the court and physically playing. So you pretty much made the fans moments. But and all in all, you're just playing to give them something to take away from your last game if they're fortunate enough to actually physically see it live and in person. Um the 81-point game, another point. But more importantly, um, outside of basketball, the genuine, unconditional love that he had for his family and his daughter especially. Um, you will definitely see a lot of pictures now, which you have been seeing a lot of pictures, where you see that genuine love, him sitting on the sidelines, with his daughter, um, there's always that forehead kiss. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see videos where there's their moments where it's almost like because he was her coach and because she fell in love with the game and got that determination and dedication from her dad, mm-hmm. there are moments when it's coach player. Mm-hmm. It's the way it looks. It looks coach player. And it's a determined coach player where it's like, look, this is the play that happened. You saw what um you saw what Reggie yeah, did. Yeah. You saw what Mike did. You saw whoever's playing. I'm just you throwing names out there, but you saw what KD did. You mm-hmm. saw what Kyrie did on that play. And then it's like, now what were you supposed to do? Or what did they do wrong? Yeah. Did everything go right? Was something happening? Whatever, whatever. Then you go back and it's that playful, genuine father daughter mm-hmm. love, and it. it like Mark Richie says, Stan, glad you came back. It, this is one that hurts. I mean, a lot of them hurt. But this one hurts. And I'm. this is going to be my last story real quick. Um, and then, boy, you know, if you got anything, oh we God. can see. Uh, I just have to talk about the situation with him and LeBron and LeBron breaking the record. And I have to talk about this because I think you could say this was full circle. And this what made this is another reason that makes this untimely situation extremely, extremely tough to bear. LeBron James talks about his first time meeting Kobe. Ironically, it was here in the city of Philadelphia. He was playing in a high school all-star game, whatever. LeBron meets Kobe. Kobe gives him a pair of his shoes. They're a size too small. But LeBron says he wears them anyway because Kobe gave them to me. Mm-hmm. Kobe, I got these from Kobe. I'm wearing these. Mm-hmm. Played in them after the fact. And I said, now you come full circle, for lack of a better phrase, or almost fitting to say full circle. LeBron James, also straight out of high school, 
into the NBA. And in this little clip that I saw when he said this, he said he wasn't thinking about going straight to high school from, I mean, straight to the pros from high school at that particular moment until after he met and ran into Kobe. But now you have LeBron surpassing Kobe on the all-time scoring list. Ironically, in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. uh, the competitive nature, the love of the game, the respect of the game that Kobe had, he immediately tweets out kudos, congratulations to LeBron. AI, I think AI retweeted or vice versa, uh, Kobe tweeted something else and they already tweeted, but whatever. Long story short, then this happens. And LeBron finds out either on the plane or once he landed and got off the plane and back in L.A. Um, in the morning. I'm pretty sure it was after he got back because of the time difference leaving mm -hmm. from Philly going back cross country. And it's just amazing how... Things have their way of playing out. Situations have their way of playing out, you know, and history, record-setting moments become life-changing moments. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's amazing how that happens. It's, it's a, like you said, man, it's just, you know, you try to sit back and, and, come up with different scenarios in your head and mm -hmm. you know what I mean and you can't you really can't yeah, you know you what I mean you really can't I'm moving around folks too so just, <laughs> yeah. just, just bear but with but you really you man. really can't man and, and one of the right. things one of the main things about this this whole thing is uh, for me it's a little it's a little difficult because you know, my, my brother, my brother Shiz passed away last year. And it's crazy because tomorrow marks the one year anniversary of him passing. And I mean, he, he, you know, he, he might all day. Mike, 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 man, give me what you got. Mike, 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 Mike. And, uh. I'll never forget, man, when I told him, he's like, man, this is Kobe, man. He he trying, he chew his bubble gum like Mike. He trying to walk like Mike. He talk like Mike. I said, yeah, but Mike don't shoot fadeaways from the three-point line. Mike, Mike, uh, Mike can never break his right hand and then finish the whole game, rest of the game with his left hand and score 30. Mm -hmm. I said, he's a, 2.0. He's a 2.0. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's not taking anything away from Mike. Michael Jordan himself said, if there's anybody that probably could beat me, it'd be Kobe. Yeah, absolutely. You know what he, I mean? He did say, he said, he said the only person he thought he could beat, he yeah. couldn't beat. He could beat everybody except for Kobe. Yeah. see Joe, thanks you tuned in. I'm and back I, in the shop, folks. I'm yeah. back. And I mean, it's just, it's yeah. just, to me, it's just a, um, it's a surreal thing. It's a, it's a shock, this same shock that I had about my my brother Shiz passing. It's the same way I have about it got that same feeling, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I ain't woke up yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? I haven't woke up yet. And it the the one thing that kind of stands out in all that, and it probably won't ever, ever get out my brain is, you know, 
the minute that they felt like they they were in trouble on that helicopter, ain't that's where it that's where everything gets right crazy for me. Right. You know what I mean? Because you gotta see that fear in your kid's eyes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And your kid mm -hmm. is looking at you for the security. You know what I mean? Right. And Absolutely. We don't know what happened. This is this is not right. an airplane. Right. So there's no little black box. Right. And and you know, people yeah, you have to understand and, and the explanation that I use when I talk to people about the um helicopter crash is and and, and the comparison with an airplane. Mm -hmm. Whereas like you said, Baldy, the airplanes have a black box. So you can eventually find out or kind of conclude what happened. what happened and in an airplane you can lose an engine and like i said and you depending on where you are what yeah. you're over you can still coast a little bit crash landing you can land on water and you know um you can land and have survivors mm -hmm. the difference in a helicopter the engine goes it's done deal yeah if a propeller gets clipped goes down um someone else was telling me if too much hydrogen or too much air gets into something on the helicopter it could pose a very detrimental problem so for all intent purposes boil it down in layman's terms if you're in a helicopter things get funny and it feels like it's going down it ain't just feeling like it's going down it's going down mm -hmm. uh like we like to say in an airplane Got a little bit of a gray area, depending on where you mm -hmm. are, how far true, you up, you true. know, because you can coast a little bit, like I said, and things of that nature. So, with that being said, it, it's going to be tough for a while. Um, the entire NBA, the entire basketball world, is in a state of shock. Is an understatement. The entire fan base is in a state of shock and and you know one last thing just a funny thing i'm at work and i'm walking down the hall with a couple co-workers and they're talking about you know oh yeah so now people i guess gonna start buying kobe stuff and this and that and i said well yeah that's what you do you know i said now i'm not a lakers fan by any way shape or form i'm a basketball fan a kobe bryant fan so i said now I have to come up with something. I either have to find a jersey, a t-shirt, mm -hmm. a pair of Kobe sneakers, something. So with that being said, me and Branch mm -hmm. were together, and we just start looking online. Just we just just you out of curiosity. Know. You already know. And within minutes of just the computer logging on and the site opening up, um, and this is maybe twenty. 25 minutes after we heard the news on the news everything was almost gone almost gone mm. almost gone and i mean we went to several websites like i went to, we went to nike.com first the majority of the stuff there um almost gone almost gone so we on two separate computers now i'm on nike.com branches on east bay almost gone almost gone i said oh, let me just take a chance famous footwear i switch over and go to famous footwear only certain sizes the left you know uh, but you can't find them here and it's almost gone 
I click back, try to go back to Nike.com, and I'm buffering. I'm buffering. And I mean, it wasn't even five minutes that yeah. I was off and went back. Yeah. And I'm buffering. And I'm buffering. So, my Kobe stuff is, is going to have to wait because I'm not, I'm not going through all that. I just can't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that just shows, again, the amount of respect, the amount of love, and the impact that he had on the fan base and people in general. That in a matter of minutes, hours, his merchandise is sold out. Yeah. And the only place that wasn't really that bad was NBA, the NBA store, NBA.com. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, well, why did I say, well, that's because the NBA.com has a lot more stuff than just sneakers and T-shirts mm-hmm. and jerseys. Mm-hmm. They've got, they got, other, memorabilia, yeah, they got yeah. other memorabilia, plaques and whatever, mm-hmm. stuff that you can buy as well. But it was just weird to see that all of that stuff was in a matter of minutes, like, almost gone, almost gone. So, 7.58, folks, time to wrap up. We appreciate everybody that tuned in. And, again, this video is going to go post. It's going to be posted. So, if you see it after the fact, you have any comments about Kobe, anything you want to say about Kobe, type them in, leave us the comments on Facebook, and we will definitely... Acknowledge you if I will. I will get on Facebook physically and acknowledge you. And the last thing, myself and my partner, we gonna take one for the legend. Touche. Touche, Mr. Bean, number eight, number twenty-four. In the words of Joe, glad you are tuned in. I don't know how much you saw, but the video will go up. Appreciate you. As he would say in his words, and I quote, Mamba out. Mamba out. Folks, thanks for tuning in to the Sports Web Podcast. We will see you all next week, next time.